just like that, we're back. The Midweek Show, Views from Section 400. I'm your host, Matt. My other two hosts, Jack and Brian. You guys already know the deal by now. Like I said, the Midweek Show. Another action-packed episode for you guys tonight. Uh, been a pretty crazy uh, last few weeks with the holidays. Some crazy games uh, across all major sports, you know, um, around the country uh, and really around the world. But uh, just want to jump over to you guys. Say what's up, man. I mean, how you been, Jack? Uh, how you been, Brian? Uh, Brian, if you want to say something, say what's up to the people, dude. I haven't haven't heard from you in a while. What do you got? Yeah, the Mets just signed Luis Severino. I don't know how I feel about that. Initial reaction, I'm not very happy. I'm sure I'm overreacting a little bit, but the dude had a 6-5 ERA last year. So my teams continue to be the definition of mediocrity, and that might even be giving them too much credit. So not too not too high vibes over here. Jeez, I don't like to hear that about your team, but uh... – I'm doing all right, dude. I was out in Auburn, Alabama this past weekend. I was at the Iron Bowl. I did witness that unbelievable fourth and 31 play. Uh, Auburn's defensive coordinator needs to be fired after that. Simple as that. I mean, you just can't. The the entire time I'm sitting in the stands going, we're bringing three, we're bringing four. We haven't gotten home a, a single time yet. Uh yeah, it's it's time to maybe bring a, a, f- a fifth guy, maybe blitz once or twice. Never. At no point did it happen. Uh, and then on the last play of the game, we sent three guys. Two guys get double teamed. One sort of sitting there as a spy. Milro just sits there for I don't know six, seven seconds. Lets the play, lets his receivers get in the end zone. Just tosses one up there. They, they sent two guys. They had a spy for some reason. It's 31 yards. I don't think he's going to scramble for 31 yards when you have eight guys back in the end zone. <laughs> just have a spy imagine, just sitting there. Imagine sending five, making him throw the ball within three or four seconds like every other play is supposed to. Guys aren't even in the end zone yet. Yeah, it was uh, – the one thing that Auburn secondary can do well, too, is play man. So you can trust them at least to play man for, what, seven seconds while the receivers run to uh, – a lot of things I could say about that play. Yeah, man, I was yeah. I was really looking forward to going three and zero in my home Iron Bowls in Auburn, Alabama, but didn't happen this time in Jordan Hare. We'll we'll move on to the next time, and uh, let's move on with the show as well. Tough tough break for the Tigers. Yeah, I just gotta say I did have Auburn money line, um, so that was tough, and I am one and zero all time in Iron Bowls that I've attended. So undefeated, that's one for life, Alabama. Uh, moving on though with the shows, a nice little opener there, but uh, I guess we can kind of touch on the NFL as well. I know I had a decent uh, betting uh, weekend uh, going 500, still want to grow that record a little more. I think I'm 11, 12 games above 500 on uh, the season, but you guys, I'll start with Brian. <laughs> what was going on with the picks last weekend, man? Because I think uh, you know, uh, did you close your eyes and pick? Did you have, you know, your grandma take the picks for you? Uh, what was going on? Yeah, so it all went downhill after Jack Harlow came out to Tyler Hero. That <laughs> was kind of the start of it all. And then yep. C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott throws for, what, 330 yards, and C.D. Lamb ends with 50. So I, I'm still calling that a good read. I just – that's whatever. But, yeah, my Sunday was rough. Uh, the Giants won. 
So that was a big one. Can't imagine what my record would have been like if, if they frauded that game. <laughs> yeah, Tommy DeVito. Toss up the Tommy, baby. <laughs> and but... then right after the GM <laughs> says we're committed to Daniel Jones. <laughs> what? They paid him, a, what, $100 million? But what a crazy press conference. Like, why is that guy speaking? Yeah. Well, the to be Giants fair, season's over. I, the Eagles are 10 and 1. I don't see Howie Roseman doing press conferences at this point in time. I mean, why was the Giants GM up there doing a press conference? What? New like, York he doesn't are... have to. He doesn't need to go do that. New York sports are just a joke right now. I, I already talked about Severino today, the Giants GMs doing press conferences. Hey, the Knicks are in the uh, NBA in season knockout stage. So we'll, we'll get to that later, but at least they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, that's like, I I think the press conference when your team's out of it, your quarterback's out of it. That clearly you're committed. You gave the guy a shit ton of money. Clearly, that's commitment there. I, like towards the end of season press conference, you know somebody's going to ask after Devito wins a couple of games. You, there's there's really no point there. I think, but whatever. Again, like you said, love seeing the Giants in turmoil. Um, and, you know, that's because I'm a Birds fan and we're 10 and 1. Got a crazy game to recap from Buffalo. Uh, you know, we're more or less in Philly. But, I mean, dude, guys, how nuts was that game uh, on Sunday? I mean, Jack, was that not one of the crazier games of the year? Oh, easily. Easily. That's definitely – that might be my favorite game of the year that I've seen so far. Uh, there's definitely some recency bias. But, I mean, that was electric, dude. I, the, the Bills had them and just gave it away at the end. I mean, Jake Elliott, love the shirt. Bang that field goal in, dude. Just tucked it right in there like he was tucking in his, like, kids goodnight, dude. It was it was beautiful. It was it was a great game. Rain, wind, rain. who cares? Dude. Dude, on the same day that Justin Tucker misses like a 44-yard field goal, um, you know, might be a new sheriff in town. Well, Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott, uh, you know, did win. I think it's NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I don't know. I don't think they group it all. I think they keep the conferences separate. So, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. He did bang that field goal, and that is why I got the Elliott merch on tonight uh as we record this pod because i got to show love to you know as you kind of almost uh said there jake elliott best kicker in the nfl i mean this guy's unbelievable he's been lights out the last couple of years for the birds and uh you know that's what we do over here at section 400 we're uh, way up in the nosebleeds we see that kind of stuff we see the guys grinding out making plays and you know he he tied the game and, 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 you know, that's just as good as a win. Cause if he didn't make that field goal, they were losing the game. So got to give it up to Jake Elliott, NFC special teams player of the week. We got the merch on, come on. Who's no fake fans over here. I want to know who's got the Elliott. I want to, I want to know who's got the Elliott merch uh, as a birds fan. I don't, I don't think anyone does. I hate that the Eagles got that super bowl. Cause I can't make fun of you for adding another pointless trophy to the trophy case, but <laughs> Yeah, that was <laughs> that one was tough to watch, especially after Jim Nance saw the touchdown at the end and compared it to something he saw on Saturday. So I was just not having a good time. The birds are too good; they need to be stopped. This gauntlet of a schedule—they're just running through everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like a joke of a schedule. 
I have uh, we'll get to the 49ers a little bit later and then again on Sunday but that's pretty much the only game I really have hope for in terms of knocking off the birds in the regular season and then in the playoffs because the Chiefs now look like frauds and yeah it's 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 a little rattling over here yeah there's been a little bit of a change in the NFL landscape since I started calling everybody frauds but I'm still you know stick it not sticking to my guns but I still do think there's a lot of fraudulent teams out there. And some of them has uh, uh, kind of came into light as, you know, touched on the Lions. Or are we still confident in them? I mean, Brian, I know you're not confident for them taking number one seed in the NFC. You know, I guess the Jags won as well, but we'll leave them alone until the pod, uh, the NFL pod. But uh, but one thing on the Eagles – no, one thing on the Eagles, I, I want, I, and I do want to save a lot for the NFL pod because that obviously is our NFL show. So we want to cover a lot of NFL there. But season's heating up; it's hard not to address it. You know, I got the Jake Elliott merch on. Like, I'd be a fraud if I don't bring it up. But the Eagles, this is a game this Sunday where you shut the 49er frauds, clowns, whatever you want to call them. They're, you know, it's a joke. They've been whining since the NFC Championship game last year, all about, you know, the, the not Rock Purdy, and we would have won that game, and we would have won the Super Bowl, and this, that, and the third. Shut up. You call Philly a dirty city? You frauds don't even play in San Francisco, which is a shit show. Pretty sure you guys are ours away from San Francisco. So you guys are frauds. You guys are a bunch of clowns. And I really have had it, had enough of it. You know, this is where the Eagles put it beyond a reasonable doubt. You go out there, you smoke them with Brock Purdy because, you know, Brock Purdy's a fraud too. I don't care what anybody says about him. He's got loaded weapons. The guy's making 900K a year. Sure, you can load the team around him. What happens when you have to pay him or you put money into him? Team's going to fraud and he's really going to turn out to be a fraud. So all I'm saying, I really don't want to get fired up, but I know I'm, I'm on the train. You put it beyond a reasonable doubt on Sunday. You win the game against the Niners and you shut those clowns up, fans and team. I'm talking to you, Debo. Shut up. Kick them out of Philly and let's move on. I don't care if we beat Dallas the following week. Yeah, it is. You touched on Debo there. It's uh, it's it's a little wild. He's been so upset for like what a year now. Dude hasn't shut up. Yeah, the fans is one thing, but like a player actively complaining. Podcasts, interviews. It's it's nonstop. The guys always got something to say. You guys know how I feel about that big um, game on Sunday. I I you know uh, let me jump to you guys real quick and ask is. This game Sunday more important than the divisional battle the following week against Dallas? I mean, if the Eagles win Sunday, is it who gives a shit about Dallas the following week? I mean, we already beat them once. Still have the Giants twice, which should be two free wins, uh, and the Cardinals. Yeah, um, I'll tell I'll tell you right there. This game against the Niners is definitely bigger. It's bigger for both teams. I mean, NFC Championship rematch. Uh, everyone's talking that talk, like you were saying. Debo's been talking it all damn year. Th that's gonna be this is gonna be the marquee matchup, the the matchup everyone's got circled on their calendar probably all year since week one. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. You said it already. They have a nice lead over the Cowboys right now in the division. They already beat them once. So if they lose this one the following week after you know 
OT in Buffalo uh, against Buffalo and then, uh, you know, playing the, the 49ers, another tough test. They lose the Cowboys. It's not that big a deal because they'll be 11 and once in the top or I guess 11 and two if they lose the Cowboys and beat the Niners. Yeah, this this game's going to be the biggest one, no doubt. Yeah, I, you know, I, I pretty much agree. I think the Eagles can handle, you know, they'd have the Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Uh, not really that scared of the Seahawks. We've kind of seen them really tail off here uh, as, as we, you know, run into crunch time. But, um, yeah, I, I'll leave it there. I know I got on a little bit of an NFL rant, but it's Niners week. I got the Jake Elliott merch on. I mean, can you really blame me? But. Uh, we can jump over, I guess, now finally to the NBA. And uh, Brian, I know you've been our lead analyst on the charge covering the NBA in-season tournament. So everybody else doesn't have to. Um, what have you been noticing? Where are we at? You know, any NBA big news? I want to know what's going on so that I don't have to check back in until they're in Vegas. Yeah, so the elephant in the room, or I guess the, the kangaroo in the room in our case, is Josh Giddy. On our Thunder, our Thunder future, allegedly slept with a girl in high school. Uh, the jury is still out. Apparently, they're investigating, and the girl and her family are not complying with the investigation. So now the federal government is getting involved. So that's a scene. But for now, Josh Giddy is playing basketball. And until he's proven guilty, we're going to just keep hoping the Thunder back up wins. Uh, but yeah, him missing would not be good for our chances. They also did not make the in-season tournament, so good thing we didn't put our future on that. Yeah. But we are at the knockout stages of the in-season tournament. Things shook out about what you would expect. In the West, you got the Lakers and the Suns. Uh, the Pelicans, I know, Matt, you were big on the Pelicans coming into the season, and Brandon Ingram taking you know, three blunts and then scoring 30 points every game. Uh, yeah, Zion. I think um, I think uh, C.J. McCollum's back tonight, too. So just a little nugget there, but I'll let you continue. Yeah, CJ's coming back, and then Zion's staying off the gumbo down there. He's looking good. So, yeah, Pelicans, they play your Sixers tonight. We'll see how that goes. Uh, they're 500 total, but they went 3-1 in the tournament, so they're in. The, uh, the Sacramento Kings got their revenge on the Warriors last night. Uh, Warriors knocked them out in seven games last year in the playoffs, so a little bit of revenge for the Kings last night, knocked them out of the in-season tournament, and then they found their way there. In the East, it's the big hitters. You got the Bucks. you got the Celtics. Uh, the Knicks made it, knocking out our Miami Heat, unfortunately. And then the Indiana Pacers went 4-0 behind Tyrese Halliburton. I put in that MVP future, so we'll see how that holds with him. But should be a fun knockout stage of basketball. I know these games have at least impressed me. They've been pretty good. So we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, I can't say that I've been uh, following that closely, but that's why we got you, you know, on the charge, leading everyone in the nation on how to watch, how to bet, you know, and really what's going on, because I'm still telling you, I think, you know, and, and I'm probably a casual take on this because I could be way wrong. But like, dude, there might be like over 50 percent of the people that like have no idea still what's going on with the in-season tournament. Dude, like, so... There's got to be a lot of people who just still have no idea. Yeah, I've had an ongoing bit on the uh, on the write-ups here of just figure it out, Adam, because everything Adam Silver has done about this tournament has been kind of like, what are you doing? Right. So the tiebreaker for groups was a head-to-head record, which is how the Celtics got in because they beat the Magic, who also went 3-1. and one. 
But the tiebreaker for the wild card was point differential. But there were teams in groups that had a better record and a worse point differential, but because they won head-to-head, they won the group. But then there were teams in the wild card that beat. So the wild card in the West is the Suns. The Suns lost to the Timberwolves, but they're in a different group. But the Suns had a higher point differential. So the Suns made it. Like, dude, like, that's what I'm saying. You're going through this whole thing, and, like, you lost me. Like, <laughs> I, like it's just – it's all over the place. We, yeah. Like... In, in a league where the, just eight teams make the playoffs and it's the eight best records, there is no reason to not just have, like, one tiebreaker for one wild card team in the end season. It's, they made this way too complicated. They were tweeting – they were, like, 500-word tweets last night about every scenario for a team to get in, and all the replies were, like, I'm not reading all that. This makes no sense. And I don't blame him. <laughs> I tried I, to put together a, a guide last night, and I, I hurt my brain. It took me like two hours to try to make it as, you know, easy for a casual to understand. And I don't think I even made it that easy to understand. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty uh, – that was a lot of stuff that uh, I don't think anybody's going to be able to follow because, like I said, and, uh, you know, I think I'm right. Uh, a lot of people here have still have no idea what's going on. But, uh, you know, you did touch on Josh Giddy. We also got, what's his name, Corey Perry potentially sleeping with Connor Bedard's mom <laughs> over on the ice. What's going on there? The GM of the Blackhawks says his releasing has nothing to do with those rumors. I call bullshit. Yeah, but there's like everything a, to do with those rumors. <laughs> it's like a 20 year age gap between your phenom number one pick and this. I don't know. It was Perry. A, did he get ice time? What? Like what? I, I don't. I obviously have no idea. The Blackhawks, even though they have Bedard, that's about the only reason you'd watch them this year. Uh, I think they're maybe like maybe only have five wins on the year. Definitely at the bottom of their conference. Um, yeah, Corey Perry, he looks like a little bit of an older guy. I, I will say, Connor Bedard's mom, very attractive lady. I mean, she is not ugly. So this isn't, you know, like, holy shit. But, you know, uh, that's the rumors right now. The dude got cut immediately. GM says it has nothing to do with that. Clearly probably has everything to do with that. And, uh, you know, don't want to spend too much time in the NHL, but I think that's a pretty wild story. As, uh, you know, I think this dude basically just got caught banging, uh, you know, the potential Wayne Gretzky of our generation's uh, mother. You got to be a better teammate than that, man. Right. Not, not a locker room guy. <laughs> you know, he's not a, he's not a glue guy. You know, if your guy's not playing a lot and I don't know what his ice time was, but if your guy's not getting on the ice a lot, you got to be that glue guy in the locker room. And uh Clearly that ruffled a lot of feathers because not only did the GM say, you know, uh, the releasing had nothing to do with it, but GM was fired up. Like, fire, like he looked like, you know, it wasn't screaming and yelling, but like he had that pissed off, like just totally mad, which I mean, you know, you can't blame the guy, I guess. You know, he's got a lot of unwanted attention, but wild story nonetheless uh that guy's releasing 100% has everything to do with him banging Bedard's mom um and you know do you got to pick one guy you're obviously going to pick the dude you just pick number 1 overall um and that's the bottom line so 
maybe uh uh you know Corey Perry and uh Bernard's mom can have a uh a growing relationship now because this guy clearly didn't give a fuck in the beginning so who knows what he'll think now but I do want to jump over to college football I know we had an exciting weekend uh with the Iron Bowl obviously uh for myself having money on Auburn money line for you guys uh, being uh, you know, the Auburn fans, Jack in attendance, um, you know, I know you guys kind of already touched on it, but I just want to, you know, Jack, I don't know how much college football you watch, but how was, you know, any of the other games you took in? Uh, I know Washington, again, uh, had, a, had a tough game. We saw Ohio State go down, uh, you know, some big, big matchups and, uh, you know, really shaping up the final four here. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching the Michigan-Ohio State game at tailgate, uh, which was, you know, awesome. Shout out Jack Heaney for uh, for hosting a nice tailgate. Uh, so that was that was good. Uh, I actually wanted Michigan to win. Not on, I don't like either of the teams, to be honest, but I hate Ohio State a little bit more. Uh, all that the Ohio State bullshit uh, gets on my nerves. Uh, and then, you know, went into the game, watched the Iron Bowl, tough. Tough loss. Uh, I already touched on it, but you know, feel free to hit me in the comments if you want to scrape at me a little bit more. We can get scrappy in the comments. Uh, and then, uh, and then after that loss, went over to a uh, local bar, watched the Florida State game, saw them come back on Florida, which was nice. Uh, you know, keep it keeping that alive at least. I think you know, at the end of the day, if they end up winning that ACC championship against Louisville. You got to put them in there. I mean, how are you going to keep a team 13 and 0 out of there? I don't know. Yeah. That's always the question is uh, how can you, uh, how can you, uh, you know, let a team undefeated get snubbed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I ended up watching, you know, football all day. Uh, after seeing what I saw, you know, Georgia, Alabama, uh, that's going to be a hell of a game in Atlanta at Mercedes Benz Stadium. You know, it's basically a home game for the Georgia Bulldogs, but, Alabama's been there before. They're familiar. These two teams have, uh, you know, clashed here a number of times over the past few years, and it's going to be a hell of a matchup in the SEC championship. Well, it is. It's uh, it's going to be something to look out for. And Brian, I will jump over to you in a second, but um, yeah, I think I think the biggest game though was Michigan Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State now, and kind of like you said, Jack, with Louisville potentially uh you know i don't know that's going to be a close game of florida state but if louisville doesn't you know clutch that out and win that out and, and florida state escapes again i think you got to put florida state in which is you know crazy and it's uh you know you're leaving ohio state out who who at one point in the year i think was the number one team in, in the whole country and and looked to be a lock to get in is now going to get snubbed is that a snub candidate over Florida State, I mean, it really creates chaos. But, uh, you know, Brian, over to you. What uh, uh, would you see, man? I mean, you got uh, any other takes or, or maybe, you know, you think Florida State does deserve it, doesn't deserve it? Uh, curious to know what you think here. Yeah, so the first thing, you mentioned it, our Washington Huskies struggled again. And I am officially rattled. We are 10-point underdogs this week against Oregon. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> you're saying a hammer, but hammer ten points. That's a lot of points. But I, I will be it hammering is. it. But it just it goes to show you that 
we may not be in a good good spot heading into Friday. But I will give you guys have some faith, man. <laughs> I have I have faith, but they've been trying their hardest to Gosh. take away my faith the last couple of weeks. Completely discarding them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, to, to struggle like they did against Washington State at home was a, a little bit game. It's a rivalry game. Come on, believe in Phoenix. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm just saying it, it wasn't great looking at that line this morning. Yeah, uh, but I will give you guys a little nightmare scenario here. So we Let's we hear. touched on the championship games. So you have number one Georgia taking on number seven, number eight Alabama. Alabama wins that game, moves to eleven and one. Georgia for their first loss. Then you have Texas winning the Big Twelve. Florida State loses the ACC. Then you have Oregon beat Washington. So they both have one loss, but Oregon is the Pac-12 champ. And then you have Ohio State with one loss. And then you have Michigan at the Big 12 champ as the only lock seemingly there. I guess Florida State, if if they win, they technically be a lock, but they're still a bad undefeated team with a backup quarterback. They were a good team with Jordan Travis. So you have Michigan undefeated, you have Florida State undefeated, you have Georgia with a loss, you have Alabama with one loss as SEC champions, you have Texas with one loss as Big 12 champions, and then you have Oregon and Washington with one loss with Oregon as Pac-12 champion. Who gets it? All right. That's crazy. Relax. (laughs) Relax. Some of those you can eliminate pretty easily, all right? And let me tell you which ones you can. If Oregon beats Washington, Washington's done. Simple as that. And no ifs, ands, buts about it. If Florida State loses, they're done. No ifs, ands, buts about it. If that happens, uh, you know, you got – it's really between uh, Georgia and Ohio State uh, and Texas, I guess, Texas as well. Um, so you're putting Bama in. If they if Bama beats Georgia, they're in. Period. If Bama beats they're, Georgia, they're, they gotta be in. Yeah, they're in. They're in before winning that Power Championship means a lot. So, especially the SEC Championship. All right, it it just means more. All right. Yeah. So, Bama beats Georgia, they're in. No doubt about it. Michigan, you know, I think we can like hold our horse. I think we can ride Michigan. They're gonna be the one seed unless Georgia wins and beats Bama, all right? So let's go ahead and make uh, Georgia the one seed. Let's let's think that, let's assume that they beat Bama, okay. all right? Georgia's coming into the one. Number two, we got Michigan. Number three. Got to be the Pac-12 winner, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be the Pac-12 winner, no doubt. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and hedge myself here. I'm taking Oregon this weekend, uh, slipping into that three spot. And then at number four, that's where it really gets tough. I think it, I think it's either Ohio State or Texas, and I don't know which one they're gonna pick. I think I think you could really it really is a toss up. Yeah, and then that's what makes it even more crazy if Alabama wins because then that's Georgia down there at the fourth spot too, and Alabama down there. So right. So does George is Georgia an auto lock for the final four? Meaning, if they lose to Bama, are they still a lock for the final four? I don't know because then what do you do with Ohio State? Yeah, that's the other one, Ohio State. A lot of questions. Uh, I think I think uh, they might lean then, a little bit more to Alabama because they're playing in the championship game, and Ohio State isn't. 
But then it goes back to Alabama lost to Texas. This is why I don't get paid to answer these questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, you know, at the end of the, if if that plays out, how it does? All right, how you you give me this? You want me to go with Bama wins? If Bama wins, yep. All right, if Bama wins, Michigan's gonna win. They'll go to the one. Um, I think if Bama wins, they get the two. Um, maybe oh. the pack, maybe the Pac-12 slides into the two. But either way, <laughs> two plays three anyway. So Bama well, if, wa- if Washington wins, if Washington wins and the Bama scenario happens, Washington will definitely go to two. Yeah, so it would be, yeah. be Michigan, Washington, Bama. Georgia, Alabama, or Alabama wins, or Texas, Alabama. Dude, I think if I, I Georgia think loses he- in the SEC championship game, they're still getting in the top four. And that's yeah. why I don't think. I think Bama might still get left out if they win. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tight. I think you just go Georgia, Alabama as the as the three four. Bama and over if, Texas. Yes. A team that they lost to. Yes. That's a little crazy. And then what, if Florida State wins, they're just not getting in. No. <laughs> Florida nah, State. I mean, nah, that's, you can't say that because that's uh, that's too many one loss team. But I don't know, dude. It's it's going to be. I think. The safe way for the committee to play it is just, you know, if the undefeated teams are there, you put the undefeated teams in, and that's the safest way to play it. And if, you know, it it blows up this weekend and a bunch of teams have one losses, they're just going to try and pick what they think are the best. And um, it's either going to – people are going to agree or they're going to disagree. But the bottom line is going to be is those are the games that are going to be set. And, uh, you know – just this whole thing makes the NCAA look bad for not having the extended playoff 10 years ago when they first announced it or the 12 team, whatever it is. So bad job, bad job on NCAA for just, you know, absolutely butchering this and, and just continuing to show why it's so necessary and waiting till 2024 to finally implement it. And now we lose, even if it was eight teams, it would be electric this year if we had that, if we had had an eight-team playoff for the title. Totally electric. So bad job, NCAA. Uh, you guys, you know, like usual, I know you guys aren't really well-liked around Shame the Shame on you. Shame on you. In bad way, job. In a way, it's almost worse this year to have the four than it would be just to have the old BCS format with two. This is like, it's horrible this year. Because at, totally at least if you had the two, you would probably have two undefeated teams and people couldn't really argue. With the four, you have no idea. Why can't they just go, like, emergency press conference, eight teams are going to make the playoff, the top two seeds will get a bye, and we're just going to run a playoff. Go. Well, couple reasons, but. There's a lot of reasons, sure, but, like, I mean, dude, get it done. Be heroes for once. Be for the people. Like, you know, it, it, I, obviously it's a logistical nightmare to have that done in under three weeks. But, dude, I mean, this is horrible. The season is just going to end. And we're going to have no idea of what could have been. It's going to create a lot more questions that nobody's going to have answers to. But I know we're getting a lot of time on college football here, and for good reason. The season is heating up, obviously, because there's so many scenarios of how this thing could play out. So I do want to run through championship weekend with you guys real quick without looking at any spreads, 
any over under anything. I'm going to say a game. You give me who you got. I'll start with Brian. And it's, it's going to be the weird ones, too. So don't think you're getting them all or you're getting just – Oh, you know, we're getting the like the Sun Belt Championship. You're getting a lot of weird ones. And I want to start with New Mexico State taking on number 20 Liberty. Brian, who do you got? Can I guess the line? I don't know what the line is. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> if you right. want to guess the line, I would – if I had to guess, I would say this is like 15 and a half for Liberty. Well, maybe you this New Mexico State team beat Auburn. Yeah, they are a good team. But I will say uh, I wrote about Liberty like a month ago after they won a big game and said that this team was going to be a team that would upset a Power 5 school in a bowl game. I'm still sticking to that take. They, they're obviously ranked. They're ranked 20th undefeated. They're going to win this game, and they're going to win their bowl game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they play in that. But, Jack, over to you. Pick a winner, man. Who wins? New Mexico State or Liberty? You're a cold, cold son of a bitch for picking New Mexico State as the first game uh, (laughs) in our game here. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with Liberty. Fuck fuck New Mexico State. I I ain't betting on them. Hell no. Yeah, they've been, uh, you know, they've been the more dominant, uh, you know, team all year. I know New Mexico State has some Brian juice over there because why not? Would Brian just have some New Mexico State? facts on his side uh but yeah we'll jump over to uh, a pretty decent sized one but one i think uh texas will handle oklahoma state texas brian who do you got texas by 17 jack texas by double digits yeah i don't think i think oklahoma state's fake good right i mean this is a game texas should handle with ease uh but yeah We'll jump into the weird one. I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to go to two weird ones back to back because that would have been a snooze fest. But Miami, Ohio versus twenty three Toledo. It is a championship game. Brian, who do yeah. you got? Got the uh, got the Ford Field MAC championship going. I do. <laughs> hey, Toledo's in the top twenty five. They're going to be in a pretty, you know, I think a relatively decent bowl game. Who do yeah. you got? I, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the fake you here, you know. Give me the upset. Yeah, why not? Miami, Ohio, I think has been decent for their conference this year. Uh, I know I've had them in a couple of nonsense parlays, and uh, they covered their spread. So look out for them, I guess. Jack, what do you got, real quick? I'm gonna go with the team that's hot. Give me Toledo. Yeah, red hot team. Uh, I think it's tough to say against them, but again, you know, I'm not giving you nonsense games. I mean, it's championship weekend. Both teams are going to be good. So, for the most part, you know, the Big Ten whole situation is ridiculous. Um, And I guess since I just touched on it, we might as well jump to it. Michigan, Iowa, really just not like, you know, the the whole East and West, I get it. But, like, dude, I mean, who cares about the West? But Iowa and Michigan, I mean, do I even need to cover it? You both got Michigan. Yeah, I got Michigan, and I do have a fun stat for you. I saw that uh, Iowa's team total over six and a half. Yeah, I they might not even they literally might put up zero points. They don't think they're scoring a touchdown. It it, maybe not a field goal. Yeah, probably not. Um, I do have good news for you. The divisions in the Big Ten will be abolished next year with the expanded playoff. 
Right, expanded playoff, and I believe there's a couple teams way out west that are joining the Big Ten or somewhere around the country. I don't know the exact teams. USC yeah. and Oregon. Yes, there we go. So it'll get a little better, uh, hopefully. But, yeah, SMU, Tulane. Tulane's been a wagon all year. I think it's tough not to take them. But, uh, Brian, what do you got really quick? And, Jack, I'll jump to you next. SMU doesn't play defense. Tulane plays a little bit of defense. Give me Tulane. Defense wins championships. Give me Tulane. Yeah, Tulane uh, honestly should handle that. I think they've played a little bit of a tougher out-of-conference, like in the beginning of the year schedule as well. They were ranked last year, pretty much ranked all year this year. I think they're the better team here. Um, I think you're safe to take them, but again, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Big one, Georgia-Alabama, SEC championship. Who do you guys got? I hope both teams have a bad time, but I'll take Georgia. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to take Georgia in this home away from home game. Yeah, just take Georgia and let's just keep things simple for the final four, uh, you know, when the committee makes that decision. But Louisville, Florida State, I got to say I'm leaning Louisville here. Shout out Will Coon. Let's go Cards, Louisville. Go Knowles, baby. Go Knowles. Jack, I know you're a big Florida State guy, so I know you're not you're not taking you're not jumping jumping <laughs> off that. But uh, I, you know, let's not sleep on Louisville here. They they've shown to be more than competent, and uh, you know, Florida State losing losing their obvious best player. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I you know Louisville totally hundred percent big shot to win this game. Uh, and we'll kind of wrap it up with the one we're all eyeing up for this weekend: Oregon, Washington. You know, crazy spread as Washington is a huge underdog. Um, I guess just because Washington has squeaked by these teams and Oregon blew them out, but in a in a Pac-12 championship game, you kind of have to throw that out the window. I mean, you know, this is going to be two teams battling it out for you know Washington gets locked in the playoff. Oregon, you know, if they win, obviously have a monster shot as well. But Jack will jump to you. I know you kind of – I think you were alluding to fading Washington, but yeah, I will let you touch on that. My heart my heart is with Washington, man. I want to believe in the Phoenix. Uh, I'm a big fan of, the, of those Huskies, but at the end of the day, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, uh, and, and that's going to be on Oregon. Brian. Yeah, so this game reminds me a lot of uh, Auburn in 2017 when they went on a run got up to the number two spot in the college football playoff and then lost to Georgia, who was trying to get into the college football playoff in the championship game. And they were ultimately out, and then Georgia obviously got in. With that being said, the Washington Huskies are the Washington Huskies. They're winning this thing. We called it weeks ago. Give me Washington. I don't know why we're getting this many points. It's easy money. Bo Nix is not a big game quarterback. Go Huskies. Brian, will I love the Bonex? Uh, I love the Bonex uh, trash right at the end there. He isn't a big game quarterback. We've seen it time and time. Sure, the one Iron Bowl I went to, he did win. Didn't matter for Auburn's case because they were already so far out of it. But um, yeah, I mean Washington. Brian, will you place a money line bet on Washington? I mean plus two fifty. This is a team, you you know, we've been taking all year. He, they're our future play. Um, 
you know, four views from section 400. I guess more for Brian and I as Jack, you know, takes Oregon <laughs> out of nowhere, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, the Washington Huskies future, I, I, you know, I, I'm riding with them, man. I mean, they, they got to get it done. They got a shot to get it done here. A lot of points. I, I, I asked the question I rambled on, Brian, will there be a money line action on Washington this weekend? Ugh. Uh, yeah, why not? It might Hell be like yeah. a $2, $2 bet, but. Hey, man, we're, we're not asking for units. We're not asking, you know, we, we don't care. Just is there going to be some action? That's all we need to know. And it sounds like we got a yes there. Um, I, I, and it'll be tough to say away, and I'll leave it at that for myself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, huge, huge weekend coming up for us here. Yeah. Yeah, big weekend. Uh, get to, oh, I don't know where – I should know this uh, – where the Pac-12 championship is played. Should have asked that before I gave a pick. Isn't it at the Rose Bowl? Oh, uh, is it the Rose Bowl? I have no idea. I wouldn't make <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think that sounds That's right. a great guess. Seems like <laughs> a great, great guess. guess. That, that is a phenomenal guess. Yeah, can you have a guess? <laughs> uh, it would be the Rose Bowl or Phoenix, one of the two. Phoenix is a decent guess, too. I would also possibly oh. – I can't... Oh, this makes sense. It's uh, – it's where the championship for the basketball is played. It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas? Yeah. Elite? Oh, uh, Allegiant what? Stadium. Raiders spot? That's high. Yes. So no real home field advantage for either of them. Yeah, no, that, no. I mean, that's new, though. Maybe they did the Rose Bowl in the past. I think they did do the Rose Bowl in the past. because seems State, like it, you know, the Rose Bowl Stadium should uh, should be the back 12 championship. Seems like it would make a lot of sense. But There'll be yeah. a lot of points in that game in the Dome. Yeah, yeah, that should points. be that should be yeah. Oh yeah, you know I took the over. I think I think I it was a live line. I got them at like over. I maybe it was like over seventy one and a half or whatever it was because I know the final score was like thirty six thirty three. But if they kicked the field goal, would have went to overtime. Oh, Probably would have hit the over. I know this game is going to soar over whatever. Uh, you know, line they put out. I, I don't remember the line off the top of my head, but whatever that over, dude, it could be 54 to 52 final score. Yeah, that's how say, crazy this game could be. It might be a hundred point score. <laughs> literally, bro. It literally could be like a 54 52. I, I, I don't know what, what it's going to be, but it, it's at 66. Know, that's that's <laughs> hammer that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's really low. That's Lock City. That yeah. should be Rock City. Again, like you said, the Dome will be crazy. But, um, yeah, I honestly want to leave it up to you guys. Did I miss anything that crazy or that important? Because uh, I think after after some college football, that kind of wraps it up, uh, you know, for uh, what we've been having, uh, having been talking about. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did we uh, – what did we – hold on. Give me a sec. We're going to have to cut this part. Um, Cutter. Yeah, we're gonna have That's to cut so this part because I was, yeah, yeah, I was actually just—I was actually just about to say, um, you know, I was about to make a pause and say, yo, I gotta leave, and probably the next, like, if we we should try to wrap it up soon if we want to do any final segments because I should. I was say. good to kind of just start rolling to a final segment there. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't think Brian kind of hit his NBA, hit a little, uh, you know, did we hit college basketball in the beginning or not really? No, but I mean, there wasn't any major happenings. And I got 
one for my closing remark. So, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, let's kind of just do a final segment wrap up. Will hopefully you catch this because I know it's at the end of the pod. Um, so please, when you go through this, edit this part out. But we're just gonna hit a little final segment here and then wrap it up. But um, yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for, uh, you know, not only our college football talk right there, obviously a huge weekend coming up, but wraps it up for our episode uh, this week. Um, you know, again, I always appreciate support, uh, all the support we've been getting um, on all, all platforms. I know Twitter's been popping off. Um, so definitely love everybody checking out our website. You know, we see how many views, uh, daily we get on the articles and, uh, you know, so love to see, you know, hundreds, close to thousands. Some days are over a thousand views on the website. So love you guys checking out all the articles. I know Brian does a lot of hard work to get that up daily for you guys to take a look at. So definitely want to give a shout out to Brian for doing that every day. Um, you know, and, and, you know, he loves doing it because you guys are reading articles, right? I mean, you guys are heading over there, seeing what he has to say. And I know his college basketball train is on like a 12 and four, 15 and two. He's on a tear for college basketball. So look out for those daily, uh, you know, or a couple times a week articles when he's handing out those college basketball picks because they've been red hot and, and, you know, it's either plus money juice or like a minus 110 even line. Uh, you know, he's not handing out minus 500 locks here. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is some good research and, uh, you know, some great picks on, uh, you know, some competitive even lines. So I just want to say thanks for everyone's support. Thanks for checking out the website. Uh, like I said, we love everybody commenting, uh, you know, leaving reviews, sharing it. Um, and just stay tuned because we got an exciting uh, month of December planned. But also uh, 2024 is going to be crazy. And we just really hope we have a nice following for when that kicks off because, you know, uh, we got a lot of stuff planned, guests, um, you know, uh, live appearances, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, meet and greets, meetups, whatever you want to call it. We got a lot of stuff in the works. We got some guests in the works. Some guest people are going to be on, uh, you know, you're probably going to want to tune into. So I know I'm rambling. I will shut up. I appreciate everybody for all the support. Um, and I will leave it up to you guys to close us out. That's all I got. As always, I love y'all. Peace. Bruce doesn't lose at home, Nate. Your basketball program sucks, Nate. Cowboys by double digits Thursday night. Thursday night.